Oh, You Thought Podcast, the place where you get a heavy dose of positivity, sarcasm, knowledge, and ratchetness. Enjoy the show. Episode 44. I'm definitely in a mood. Still not rapping yet, but I promise y'all won't get a rap out of me before this year is over. But this is how I'm really feeling. If you really know me, you know this is like my like top fave, like forever, forever fave. This is probably the first song that will go on my forever fave playlist that I share with y'all. If you don't know this group, something's wrong. Such a great song. Let him breathe a little bit more. Yeah, let me go ahead and stop it before they get rid of my episode. But um, that is like one of the best songs ever made. Um, there will never be um, by a wonderful group called Switch. And so it just basically sets the tone for this episode of my podcast. And if you don't know, this is Oh You Thought Podcast. And I'm your girl Fallon coming to you from Houston, Texas. Um, this has been another long week and I'll get there, but I just want to officially say welcome again to episode 44. Um, just a reminder that next month will be my podcast anniversary and hopefully I'll be able to do like some special things like hopefully the whole month of April, but you know how life just happens. Um, before I jump right on into my OU thought moments, um, you know, I'm going to shout out SoundCloud. Um, like I said, I appreciate everybody subscribing and listening, but, um, just want to give a little, little more love to SoundCloud. Um, if you're not listening to via SoundCloud, you know, people that like to use SoundCloud, let them know about my podcast so I can get more listeners on SoundCloud. Um, But the top five cities for this past week that I want to say what up to, um, number one, Hartford, Connecticut. Okay, I see y'all out there listening and whatnot. Number two, I feel so connected to number two. And this is because, you know, I was born in Louisiana, but number two is New Orleans. You heard me. Yeah, y'all out there listening. Thank you. Number three, like... My city that's like number one all the time London y'all have fallen to number three And um, number four I hope I'm saying this city correctly And I'm already uncomfortable And I've only been recording like less than ten minutes And I'm already moving Um Can't see Uh I hope I'm saying the city right Uh Kilmer Rovo Russia And number five Chicago What up What up What up like I said, um, I appreciate everybody 
that's listening from wherever you are listening to continue to subscribe listen comment share with your friends and I really still want to get this podcast really popping numbers are still growing every single week listens have doubled my daily listens have doubled from what they were last year so that's really really dope and so like I said let's just make this thing pop oh you thought that it was okay to use the government's money to buy yourself that summer home that you've been wanting, that summer beach home you've been wanting for $740,000. Yes. <laughs> you know, if you're going to steal the government's money, you might as well go all out, right? And so, an Alabama sheriff thought it was cool to do this he thought it was cool use this money that was meant for inmates this was the 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 money the budget for feeding the inmates and he thought you know what fuck it i'm gonna use this money to get me that beach home i'm just gonna chill out no one's gonna know it's gonna be good but we found out we found out and it's just funny to me how people always want to just you know use and abuse the system and you have people that you know abide by the rules like someone like me don't get in trouble and you don't get that kind of you know luck or whatever i wouldn't even call it luck because you're stealing you don't get that kind of stuff coming your way where you get this beach home just for following the rules and it's always amazing when people do stuff like this how sometimes they just tend to get a little slap on the wrist or they'll do community service or they'll make them step down from their position and go just sit at home and still get a paycheck like it's stuff like that it just bothers my soul because I just my thing is this because you are in jail doesn't mean that you don't get to be treated like a human being or whatever. Like we are not the ultimate judge. And yes, I'm taking it there. And who are you to, to take all the government's money? That money could have been going to after school program. It could have been going to Meals on Wheels in Alabama or something. Like that money could have gone somewhere if you're going to take it away from the inmates. But you're using it to, to sit your happy behind at some beach home chilling. I just understand, how do you even do that? How do you move the money in order to get the money for yourself to get this beach home? Like, what what did you do to, to get the money in your bank account? How, Sway? How? I don't want to do anything like that. But I just think, you know, if he was able to do that, surely it had to be too easy and something needs to change and how they keep the books and the money. So nothing like that happens again. Oh, you thought, and this is a serious one, and this is one that's like tugging on my heartstrings because I do not understand why more people are not talking about this. The first time I heard about this news story was via my best friend slash uh, producer of the show whenever he wants to be producer, and it's about the bombings that happened right up the way from me in Austin and you don't hear anything about this on the major news when my best friend told me about it I went to Twitter to see if I can find news stories that were trending stuff like that so of course it's a hashtag and I was able to find out that 
I now understand why people aren't concerned about this. I understand why people aren't calling it terrorism. And I understand why people just really aren't caring. It's because the victims of the bombings um, are people of color. And it's just like, it's really sad to just see this this happen, like, still in 2018. When is it going to change? You know, people losing their lives and stuff. Like, our lives are important. And there again, like, this is why, you know, organizations like Black Lives Matter is a thing. It's because... Who's bringing awareness to this? And I don't even see our leaders bringing awareness to this story. And I was reading up more on this this morning. And now it seems that there is a connection to all three victims. I think it was three or four victims. I think one survived and the other three died, I want to say. And I definitely want to send my condolences to those families dealing with this horrible act of terrorism slash hate crime. Now that you see that, number one, all these people are associated somehow, some way. Um, let me go to my phone so I can give you the correct information, the latest information that they have found out about this situation. And it says two of the Austin um, bombing victims shared family connections um, law enforcement officials are continuing to investigate the three bombing um, attacks in Austin. So far, authorities have found that two of the victims, Anthony Stefan um, House and Draylen Mason, knew one another and were prominent members of the city's African-American community. Uh, and basically, these explosions, they happen by packages being placed in front of their front door. They go outside, pick up the package, and they go off. Um, what else? Uh, I don't see. When you go from news source to news source, now they have the man's name spelled as Stephen instead of Stefan. Um, Stephen House and Draylen Mason, who were killed by package bombs in Austin, Texas this month, were members of prominent African-American families and attended um, Wesley United Methodist Church, founded 152 years ago by newly freed slaves. Now grab onto that, to that information nugget. NAACP says families of two bombing victims were connected through activism in the city's black community. So you have people that were out here trying to, to make noise for the black community. And all of a sudden, here we go. Um, now they're dead and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's really talking about it. The way you see other things plastered on the front page or on every news station why is it that people really don't value our lives why is it when something like this happens you don't want to call it by name um why why is that the case um because i just don't understand why nobody is putting any value on the people's lives that were lost for no reason because if with all that information I just read to you, nine times out of 10, they're going to find it's a hate crime. And it's just it's ironic when people say, 
oh, we don't have racism anymore. And oh, minorities are always crying. And oh, oh, oh. And you see stuff like this and you don't see your fellow neighbor or your, your friends on your timeline talking about stuff like this. I haven't seen not one person on any of my timelines talking about this at all. No, I take that back. One person on my Facebook um, timeline that's pretty woke like me, probably more woke than me, he posted about it. And um, so, yeah, you don't see a lot of people talking about it. And I just don't understand. Like, what is it going to take for other people to care about things that happen to us? And it's important. It's important because stuff like this is happening more and more. All these shootings and and killings and just stuff that shouldn't be going on in today's society where we should be able to get along with each other and it's just in my opinion horrible and it makes me sad when I see stories stories like this and people not caring it costs nothing to care and to have compassion and to bring information like this to light because it's just like people are being targeted for no reason like these were people of color. Um, I say people of color because there was one Hispanic person too. So I'm just not going to say black people. Um, so people of color, minorities, have been affected by this horrible crime. And I want to see a face. I want to know. And you would just think this would be an ongoing situation. And even on, you know, the local news here in Houston, I have not heard a mumbling word since I've heard about this situation that happened this week. And I just, I just don't understand. But, um, yeah, if you've heard about this and you want to talk about it, give your opinion on it to me, like, just hit me up, email me, DM me, or whatever, and we can talk about it. But, yeah, so that's my last Oh You Thought moment for this week. So, what has been up with me this past week? Let me catch you up on what I've been up to. Um, let's go ahead and just talk about it. Let's talk about work. Work has been hella busy. Like, I've always wanted a job to where I'm always busy. And thank the Lord that I have it. And I will keep saying, like, no matter what, I really love this new job. And it's really a blessing. It's, help, it's helping to tap into some things that I spoke over my life last year and going into this year. Things that I want to do as far as, like, you know, travel, fly, <laughs> um, really be management and to just be a part of something that I feel good about. I like what the company does. I like what they provide. You know, it's pediatric driven and we pretty much just deal with like trach patients and enteral, um patients. That's like feeding tubes, feeding pumps. And so we're dealing with a lot of babies and stuff. And then like the, the older population as well. And of course, I don't get to see patients and stuff like that. I'm just the purchaser. <laughs> but I do a lot of things and work has been really stressful. Like low key, I'm going to call it on the back end because I'm still going to work with a good attitude. I'm going to work getting stuff done. I'm going to work still trying to be a part of a team, but it has been stressful and 
I can feel it taking taking a toll on my body. And there again, it's not my workload. It's just other things that I'm having to help out with and trying to keep the peace in the area that I work with, with everybody back there. And it has been tough. And I low-key spoke about, you know, a topic a couple weeks ago about how you don't have to step on people to get to the top. And that was, you know, I was loosely just implying that to certain individuals in my department and you know like you don't have to make things hard on yourself or other people in order to be successful and I just I don't like an atmosphere like that y'all know I'm all about positivity and that department has been lacking some positivity for the past month because people just can't get along. And there again, I'm the type of person where I feel like certain places you should 100% have peace. Like, I feel like your job is a place where you should 100% have peace because, you know, yeah, you go there, sometimes you end up making friends and stuff. But for me, for me, going to the job I'm just I'm going there to make my paper so I can pay my bills and try to have a life like I'm not going to my job to to cause fights with people to yell at people it's just not in my DNA and my demeanor and I don't like that that kind of vibe surrounded around me anywhere at home at church with my family with my friends like I can't stand those kind of vibes and so my positive Vibe. This is also why I, I named the episode the way I did that you can't take my positive vibes because that is true. No matter what happens, I'm still going to be fouling whether I'm quiet or whether I'm talking to you. And so I kind of really been in my bubble. I know I don't talk a lot at work, but, you know, we've gotten to a place to where we get along. We do girl talk and we, we're silly, but we still get work done. But this last two weeks, I've been like quiet as a church mouse. And sometimes I'll talk to one of my coworkers that now has really become a friend. Um, I'll talk to her and stuff like that and joke with her. But it's just hard to be in a situation where you just feel like you don't want to talk to someone. And to just briefly go through this, like basically, I feel like you don't have to yell and scream in order to manage. And basically there's two management styles that are going on in my department. In my management style, I manage four people. Yeah, four people. And I'm just not the the boss that's like on your neck asking you 50 times a day if you've done this. And I'm definitely not the boss that's gonna yell at you when you do something wrong or if I'm gonna yell at you when whatever happens. Like, And so a situation happened where you know, this is basically, this has been multiple times that someone has been disrespected via someone's mouth. And the last time it happened to one of my employees, I just didn't like it. And I just feel like my complaints have been put on deaf ears. And I just feel like this particular person should apologize and take ownership of yo stuff. And that's a part of being able to be a leader Like taking ownership of your shit when you mess up, whatever, like just fix the problem. And so it's been an absolute struggle to work back there because I'm the type of person like I keep it real. Like there again, like I said, I go to work to make money. I don't go to work to necessarily make 
friends and I know how to be professional so I can still talk to this person about business but as far as the extraness like you're not gonna get that from me you're not gonna get to know my personal business and all that stuff and so I just want to put this out in the atmosphere watch how you talk to people watch how you talk to people respect people respect is important if you don't give people respect people will not respect you I've been at this job I just made my 90 days a few days ago and everyone that I manage they respect me I get people walking up to me all the time in other departments saying oh people say such nice things about you I had a young lady walk up to me in the bathroom and said how she asked me how do you stay so calm I said I don't know like I'm just a positive person and I and I said also I'm kind of like at a point to where I'm going to do my job, but I don't care about the extraness. And that's where I'm at in life. I don't care about the extraness. Like, I just want to be hella happy. I want to live life before I die. And I don't care about, I don't even care about people talking about me in any form or fashion. I don't care. So I'm at a point where my self-esteem is good. Like, the extraness does not bother me. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission and I'm running with Jesus. So that, that is what I'm saying. That's a good segue to also, I knocked something off of my bucket list. And I probably talked about Bishop T.D. Jakes before on the podcast. I listen to his sermons all the time. I have his books and he's definitely a preacher that I definitely respect. And so the last couple of times that I've been to Dallas, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to this church so I can visit and knock that off my list. And I never get to do it. And I was blessed to to see it come across my timeline last Friday or Saturday that he was going to be at Lakewood, um, which is a mega church in Houston, which I know a lot of y'all probably have heard of or have something negative to say about mega churches. That's another topic. And I got to go. And this is why, for me, I don't really have anything against mega churches, but I just know it's not for me as far as something every Sunday. And um, it was a situation just finding a place to park. And it's a long walk when you're coming from these garages to get to the building. And they corral you in there. You don't get an option of where you want to sit. You don't get to have spaces in between. (laughs) Like, it's really like, sis, you go here. And let's, let's, let's fill up this row. Let's fill up this row. And so it was just an awesome experience to be in the same building as Bishop T.D. Jakes, to, to see someone that I truly respect that gives the true word of the Lord. And it was right on time. I ironically had a conversation with my best friend a couple of days before about my struggle with staying the, the straight and arrow with the Lord. And when I say that, No, like I never waver as far as like believing in God or praying or reading the word on a regular basis. My struggle is getting to that church house every single Sunday. And I'm a firm believer that you are supposed to fellowship with like-minded people. And a lot of people will give the rebuttal of the church is in you, which is true. That is documented in the Bible. The church is within you. And people will say that about staying home. But I just feel more connected when I'm in the church house and I'm there to physically hear my pastor, Eastlim, um, give the word. Wonderful pastor. And it's just one of those situations where my cousin invited um, me and my sisters to church. And we started going and it's just like I felt at home. And so... 
that is my true church home. I've been a member probably close to 10 years now. I joined in 2009. So yeah, going on 10 years. And it's just a wonderful church. And so the message that T.D. Jakes was given was basically you either you're going to be with God or not. Like pick today to choose God and I did that. Like, I feel like I definitely got recommitted right there with my walk with the Lord. And like I said, I'm always a believer and I'm always a reader, but I want to be at the church house more. And so definitely a blessing. Um, the sermon, if you subscribe to his podcast, it's on there. Um, and then I got some great news. Like Monday or Tuesday, I shared with y'all when my little sister got married in January of this year, and I found out this week that she is pregnant, and she's pregnant with twins, and it's like the most amazing news I've ever heard because, you know, y'all have talked about it, about wanting to have babies and all this stuff, and it just, it's not happening for me, and, you know... At this point, I'm at peace with everything. Like, I can't change the fact that I'm a diabetic and I have polycystic ovary syndrome, which makes me have a hard time to have a baby. And, you know, it is what it is. And I've always said, well, I didn't always say I got to this point within like the last year or two that I would be 100% with not having a baby if I could be an auntie. And... This is just amazing. God is so good. And I told my little sister, I sent her a text and I was like, you know, I've been praying for you, you know, these past few months or whatever. I won't disclose our full conversation, but, um, I was just like, it's such a blessing to, to have, you know, these happy events that we can celebrate because, you know, when we lost our father some years ago, It's just like one of those things like you wish your daddy was here to walk your sister down the aisle. And now you wish that your daddy was here to to have his first grandbabies, like not one baby, but two babies. And so that's why it's just even better. And that's why I felt more pressure to to make these things come, you know, to light. So my mother would be here to see these things. And so I'm blessed that we still have our mother here to to see one of us get married to see and have her first set of grandkids like this is amazing to me and so people probably don't understand why I'm so happy about this but it's things like that it's just life is hard and you should celebrate the simple things and I know me and my sisters we miss my daddy every single day but Life, bringing life into this world is such a blessing. And God has chose one of the the best females in this world to do this. And yeah, I'm going to hype up my little sister because she has just worked so hard her whole life. I've bragged on her before about just, she didn't take forever to get out of college. Like graduated from Syracuse, went to grad school at Duke, graduated. She does a wonderful service of being that point person that figures out, I never know the technical term of this. So she's some kind of physicist. And basically she chooses the, the, um, the plan of care for cancer patients and um, giving them the treatment. She doesn't give the treatment. She, she, like I said, she designs the, the plan of care for these patients. And 
She's been with her now husband forever and a day. And to just see their love story and to see their wedding and the love they really have for each other, it's a beautiful thing. And so that's why I'm so happy. I love love. And so to be able to go and be a part of that wedding for my little sister was amazing. And I get to plan the the baby shower here in Houston because I know they're going to have one in Dallas. And so I get to plan the one in Houston. So I'm so excited. So I'll be working on that this weekend to start that process. So I'm just so excited about life. Life is beautiful and to get some good news after, you know, losing two family members recently, it's a blessing to to be able to see life come into this world. And so, yeah, she's she's going to be a mommy. And so, um the other good thing that happened to me this week, um remember last week? When I got on this podcast and I declared that I was finally ready to date and to be open to everything I said I did not want, did not want to date, did not want to be in a relationship, did not want to think about getting married, don't want to think about having kids. I just want to think about stacking my paper and growing this podcast, right? And so it's the power of putting things out in the atmosphere and the power of God's timing. And I'm not going to talk too much about my little date that I went on or whatever, because, you know, I'm a private person to a certain degree. And I'm pretty sure the person that I've been getting to know is, is pretty private. So I definitely won't say his name, but, um, yeah. So I, it's just like things just clicked and, you know, I, what did I say? Also, I said, I don't want to do any internet dating, social media dating, apps, boys and girls. So, of course, I got bored, got on Soul Swipe, and I'm going to own this because I'm not ashamed of this. And so, you do what you do on Soul Swipe, you're swiping away, ran into this this lovely <laughs> gentleman. We matched and started, you know little conversation and we moved over to text messages that's when you know it's real when you trust someone (laughs) to have your number and the conversation picked up and so basically I met a Capricorn I am a Capricorn we're a few days apart as far as our birthdays and we have a lot of shit in common and so I finally made it to Wakanda and I'll talk about my experience with watching Black Panther later on in the show And so, really, really great first date. And, you know, things I've also talked about on this podcast, like, I don't like to really be happy about any situation until I know it's, like, cool. And so that's where I'm at with it. I've already expressed how I felt about the date to him. And we're supposed to see each other again. But it's it's so cool to, to meet someone that you have a lot of stuff in common with and the conversation is easy and I'll say this um y'all know I don't like talking on the phone but I personally have called this man twice on my own (laughs) and we've had long conversations both times and so it's just cool to connect with someone that likes the stuff that you like you know we have a lot of stuff in common I'm not gonna share all our business but we have a lot of stuff in common he listens to my podcast I will say that so he's supportive of the podcast. And so um, it's just cool. And I just hope it's just a situation where it continues to grow and everything. Because with internet dating, 
app dating, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes it's just like finding a needle in the haystack and he doesn't know this, but he's really the only person that kind of responded to, to the matchings on (laughs) Soul Swipe. And so, yeah. And so it's just like, I feel like sometimes things fall into line for a reason and you know, you're meant to, to come across people for certain reasons. And I think like possibly we've, we hit the right time for both of us kind of, as far as like, it doesn't even matter. Like just what happens. Cause there, see, I'm always, you know, I'm always walking that line of, and I hope I don't make him feel all weird or whatever <laughs> when he hears this, if he listens to this episode, but I don't know. I just, I'm always the realistic type of person and still like being the stuff that I've gone through in past dating, history, relationships, stuff like that. No matter how good I am, it just seems like something happens. And so you just never know. But yeah, like, yeah, definitely looking forward to another date and getting to know him. And I'll just leave it at that. But I already know I probably made him feel really awkward by low-key talking about our date and stuff. But it was just cool. Like, I'm a shy, awkward person. And so I felt comfortable, you know, right off the bat whenever um, I saw him or whatever. Uh, I had a couple of fumbles as far as, like, you know, I'm just so clumsy like and I was wearing new shoes and stuff so you have the hassle ladies you know breaking in new shoes and you know they weren't flat so stay with it like I had a couple of moments whether he saw them he saw at least one of them where I was struggling to keep my balance and so these are the kind of things that happen when you deal with me like me being clumsy me being awkward and I was really giddy that night. I think I was too giddy. It's probably a mix of being delirious because I'm so tired still. Like, just not getting enough rest this week. So, we'll see. But I feel like I'm rambling on in this. Yeah, we're already like 30 minutes into the show. And I still got a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of music I want to play this week. So, we have to move on. That's all you get to hear about my personal life this week. And let's just move on. A positive mind equals a positive life. When you let go of all the negativity, that is the ultimate glow up. It's time for the positivity moment of the show. Let's get right to it. Positivity moment. I told you you're not going to steal my joy. You're not going to steal my positive vibes, boo-boo. This is me. And so, of course, I always find something on Instagram And this is what I found for the positivity moment. Never forget who ignored you when you needed them and who helped before you even had to ask. Never forget who ignored you when you needed them and who helped you before you even had to ask. So let that sit on your spirit and just take it in. That's facts. Like we all have the people who are just down for you no matter what. And that's kind of the relationship that me and my best friend have. Like, you need something, I got it. Like, and vice versa. Like, I have one of the best friends in the world. I'm going to go ahead and toot his horn a little bit. Producer of the show, what up, Moe's? Yeah, so never forget. 
And always, you know, the people that do right by you, if you are a praying person, make sure you pray for these people. You got to tell them, oh, I pray for you because you're not looking for nothing. Just keep people prayed up because you just never know what they're going through. So people that you think are like your strong friends, they can be going through something. So make sure you take care of people that take care of you. So we're three months into the year. Last year, I talked about a lot of self-care, talked about mental health, which I still talk about this year in depth. Um, I will talk about mental health stuff that I want to touch on. I have some stuff to talk about today, but there again, you know how I am. Like, I like to be able to really talk about things and everything that I had on the docket tonight. Yeah, I'm recording tonight. (laughs) It's stuff that I really want to just run my mouth about. And so I didn't want to shortchange the topic that I was going to talk about and I have like a little graph that I found in everything that I wanted to include when I talk about it. And so with that, like three months in, how are you doing on your goals? How are you doing on your positivity walk? And are you focused on self-care? And I think it's truly important, me included, to make sure you have time for yourself every single day. I know all of us were so busy just trying to work and live that you forget to take care of yourself. And people, you know, sometimes forget that taking care of yourself doesn't include, doesn't have to include something major or expensive. It could just be 30 minutes to yourself where you're not looking at your phone, TV is off, lights off, and you just chilling. Like whatever you like to do to pump yourself up, to rejuvenate yourself, you should do that. I think it's so important and I think I've been slacking on that so much. I've been going so hard trying to prove myself at this new job that I just go ham at work and by the time I get home, I'm so tired and so you got to remember, take time for yourself and yes, it's good to look out for other people, but you have to look out for yourself too. Um, You're not good to anybody if you know, if you're not healthy and we got to stop being afraid of talking about mental health and I will never be afraid to talk about mental health. I'm very proud to say that I have a degree in psychology and I knew why I wanted to get a, a degree in psychology is because I always knew that I struggled with, you know, depression, but I was made to feel some type of way because of the kind of family I I come from and to know that you have depression and anxiety and it's real you you start to think that something's wrong with you because your family doesn't want to accept those feelings and you wonder why you just are the way you are and you know I do a great job of managing my depression and like I said December of 2016 I said I never wanted to feel like that again it was just like I had made it to the my breaking point with my depression like I had basically suppressed like so much for so many years that in December of that year I just didn't know how to deal with myself anymore and we got to get to a place to where we're okay to talk about these things with whoever 
sometimes you just need someone to listen and not say anything or give their opinions or their thoughts and just tell you that it's going to be okay and maybe give you a hug or something. But it is real and self-care walks with the mental health line and they're both important to each other. And so with that, like I said, I will definitely focus more on that and bring awareness to it and everything because in the black family, we want to act like it doesn't exist. And it does. What's popping, y'all? So ring the alarm. I finally made it to be with my people in Wakanda. I made it. And it's such a beautiful place. Such a beautiful idea of self-worth and self-awareness and loving your people. The vibe of Wakanda... It's something you should want for your people. I would love to be a part of a place where it just seemed like, for the most part, as long as bad people and evil people aren't a part of the scenario, it's lit. Like, they were about love and technology. I could see myself, if I had to pick any um, character out of the movie as myself, I would be the sister of the Black Panther. And... You know, real world Fallon, that wouldn't work for me because I would want to be with Black Panther. I would want to be his queen. Like, now I get it when I saw all these females talking about his walk. That's a strong walk for a man. When you want to talk about swag, that was a swag walk. And when you walk like that, we don't doubt your confidence. When you walk like that, we can tell you're a leader. And everything about him, and don't get mad. <laughs> uh, new, um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say, um, but you know who you are, <laughs> what I'm going to say. Don't feel no type of way. I mean, you got your, your boo that you like, uh, Tiffany Haddish or whatever. <laughs> and... He's sexy. He is so sexy. Like, that accent, that walk. Like, I wanted to kind of just jump through the screen and just go be in Wakanda and tell other girl to stop tripping. Go ahead and move on and let me be the queen to be. And that's for real. Now, seriously, as a, a person that has watched all of the Marvel movies, um, I wanted to kind of delay going to see the Black Panther uh, movie because I just, I just, I don't know. I was being really weird about it. I wanted all the the hype to die down and, you know, I wanted to see it or whatever then, but I didn't think it was going to take me this long to go see it. So it was a great opportunity to, to go see that with some really, someone really cool that's also into Marvel. And so 
movie was done really, really well. Beautiful shots. And Wakanda is just a beautiful place. And yeah. And so I'm excited for Avengers Infinity War. I saw the new trailer today. And I'm hyped. I'm sorry. I'm that geeky girl that, that's hyped about Marvel movies. Like I said, I got my list of movies that's supposed to come out. And I'm just waiting. I am waiting. I haven't seen the one. I haven't seen any trailers for the X-Men movie that's supposed to come out this year. I'm assuming it's coming out this year. Because the list I found, that's where I thought the list was going. But it's some X-Men movie that's supposed to come out. And I'm ready. But... Yeah, so it was a really, really good movie. I could go see it again, and it would be cool. Um, but we're going to see. We, we found out it's going to be a part two, and we already know it's going to be lit. So not worry about that. Looking to get drunk this month, I would recommend you go to Applebee's. They're running another liquor special, <laughs> and this liquor special is the $2 uh, vodka lemonades, and for the whole month of March and I might have to slide on in there I haven't had any liquor in months I think it's due to me I'm a little bit afraid about this trip to Vegas with my job in a couple of weeks because I heard last year that people got really drunk and I'm so afraid to come out my bag at this new job number one getting on that plane I'm afraid I'm gonna come out my bag because I've never flown before and my first flight is to Las Vegas and it's a three-hour flight so I'm afraid I'm gonna come out my bag and number two I'm afraid I'm gonna be forced to take some drinks because they already know I drink and they know that I gamble and so I might come out my quiet bag with these people but I just hope it's not too bad but yeah I will be sliding into Applebee's before this month is over to get one of them $2 uh, vodka lemonades I'm gonna see what's up (laughs) Beyonce and Jay-Z everybody has either been excited or tripping on the people that are excited that are willing to spend their coins to go see two musical people that they like and so I bring up their tour because I don't understand the people that complain about people that go out and they work their nine to five, eight to five, whatever job and feel they have the right to tell people what they want to spend their money on. Like everybody has their stuff, whether it's going to concerts or going to to buy Jordans or buying tons of music buying tons of shoes heels whatever clothes everyone has their stuff so for you to pick apart people that decide they want to spend whatever amount of money they want to spend to go see jay-z and beyonce like there's that's their business as long as the lights are on rent is paid why is your business why is it your business to say what people should spend their money on like I saw a couple of posts on Instagram and Twitter and it just bothered my soul. And it's not, it didn't even bother my soul because I want to go see Beyonce and Jay-Z together. But it was just like, people just really think they can tell people how to live their lives and all this stuff. But you're not having to pay for that, boo-boo. Like, so why care? Like, I just never understand. Power. I know they told us that power was going to come back earlier this this year, this season. Why are we still waiting for power to come 
in the summer. Season five will start July 1st. That's like a whole year, it feels like, to get power. And I'm so like, just, where are they going to go with this? Where are they going to go with power? And they've already um locked in season six. So I promise you, if we only get five episodes of power this year, it's going to be some furniture moving. And... I'm serious about that because last year I feel like we didn't get a lot of episodes. I feel like everything was like crunched in so they could just go ahead and get the season over with. And now we're here with a ton of directions that they could go in. And I'm just interested in seeing how they're going to play it out. Um, what else? Another thing I saw this week was, of course, the alleged uh, breakup of Big Sean and Janae Aiko. Um, they say it's not true and I don't even care about that because I don't like to talk about famous people's, you know, relationship issues because we all have relationship issues to a certain degree in our lives. So I brought it up because of the tattoo. Now, my question that I want to pose to the podcast listeners is this. Would you get a tattoo for your bae, your your husband, your girlfriend? What level would you have to be with somebody to get a tattoo? And let's just push it further to get somebody's face put on your body. What level of commitment are we at? You know, for Fallon, I'm going to give you Fallon's perspective. We could be married and I'm not getting your face tattooed on my body. And, you know, y'all know I'm old school. I believe in getting married only once. I believe we're going to be together forever. But I'm still not getting your tattoo. Not getting your face tattooed on me. Not doing it. Um, tattoos would I get for my husband? I definitely would not get a tattoo for a boyfriend. A bae. <laughs> Uh, whatever we could be together for like my me and my ex eight years and we're not getting tattoos not getting your name tattooed on me that stuff a lot of stuff people used to do back in the day getting people's names tattooed on me not doing it um we could maybe get you know the same tattoo of something that reminds us of something what we mean to each other or something we both like and it's gonna be tiny as hell what else i'm still on the fence about getting my first tattoo and it's something biblical (laughs) so like we could be married and i'm still not gonna get like a ring tattooed tattooed on my wedding uh finger ring finger still not doing it like I just I'm not doing it because stuff like this you bust up you have an argument especially if we just boyfriend girlfriend we bust up now you gotta go get this big ass flower on your thigh on your arm on your finger wherever you got the tattoo to cover up John boy's name and I'm not going out like that I'm not doing I'm not playing myself like that um Something to end this segment with that's really positive. Love positive things. Um, Rapper 21 Savage is doing something really, really dope. Um, He has his 21 Savage um, bank account campaign 
that's going to help teach kids about financial literacy. And I think this is so cool. Like we always try to say how, you know, credit is important. Saving is important. But a lot of people ain't out here teaching the kiddos this. And, you know, you'll be surprised the people that really don't understand the importance of having a savings account or, you know, investing in things and just having a checking account, period. And so it's good to see 21 Savage out here using his name for something good. Sports. Um, I don't really have that much I want to touch on, but I do want to touch on a couple of things um, in regards to sports. And you, so you should know already where I'm going to start. Um, my Rockets, we have officially clinched a spot for the playoffs. Um, we have also um, won our division. Uh, so this is the second time within the last couple of years we've won the Southwest division. And so let's just go straight to the standings. Um, okay, so we're number one in the West. We are officially two games ahead of Golden State. Golden State's number two, and I find I find out today that they are dealing with injury problems, and it's not just with Steph Curry. And so apparently KD is injured. I was told that it's his ribs. Um, Clay Thompson has a broken hand. And I felt like my best friend also told me that also, what is his name? I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. Green. Green is injured too, but he wasn't 100% sure about that. But long story short, they got they got injuries. And the first question that my best friend or the thought that he posed to me was like, so y'all going to be able to win a championship because the Warriors are injured. And, you know, I'm going to tell his business, like he likes Golden State when Dallas isn't doing well. So we all know how Dallas is doing. They're tanking, whether on purpose or not, they are tanking. And I told him like, that's not how I want it. I don't want it like that. I don't want to win a championship like that. I want to play Golden State when they're healthy. So that way we can officially get over that hump of meeting them in the playoffs and not being able to move forward. So I don't want it like that. Number three is Portland. Uh, Oklahoma, they've moved up. They're number four. Timberwolves, number five. Pelicans have moved up even without having... Their big guy, uh, Cousins, um, one of their big guys. Um, Jazz is seven. Spurs have fallen down to number eight. That's unfortunate. And so (laughs) if we start the playoffs today, we would play the Spurs. And I don't want to play the Spurs in the first round. I'm sorry. Going over to the East, I don't like this picture. I want the Celtics to move up. The Raptors are quietly becoming a problem. Raptors, number one. Boston, number two. Pacers, number three. Cavaliers, number four. Wizards, five. 76ers, six. Bucks, seventh. And the Miami Heat, eighth. And so that's that. But my Rockets are still going to take care of business. Uh, James Harden is 100% locked in. 
Uh, he's out here playing in games and then after that going to practice. So he is in rare form. Like I think I said last episode, you don't hear about him out here popping at the clubs or whatever, uh, throwing money, making it rain like we've heard in the past seasons. Like he is really focused. You don't even hear him being connected to a female. So he is just really like just locked down. So that's why I know this is our year, whether the Warriors are healthy or not. We are getting a championship this year. Remember I said that. Remember, remember, remember. So the last thing I want to share on this episode of the podcast, I want to share some music. And I have handful handful of songs that I want to share. And it just feels like I've only been recording for 30 minutes, but it's almost like an hour. And so uh, Jeremiah, he has a, a EP out and... A couple of the songs that I'm going to talk about, if you listen to the Joe Budden podcast, I already talked about them, which made me a little mad because, yeah, they have their right or whatever. But I get mad because, like, I work on my outlines, like, typically before I listen to any podcast um, for the week. And I guess, like, it shows that I have good ears because um, on the R&B side, uh, Joe Budden and Rory, they have good taste in R&B. And so when I heard them talk about this EP, we were pretty much on the same page. And then I was really surprised that um, Rory, his sleeper song for the week came from Aaron Ray. And I have another song that I'm going to play for you from that album. And I was just like, wow, he picked, well, he picked at least one person that I want to talk about. And Joe was talking about Jeremiah. But this Forever I'm Ready from Jeremiah. It has a sample from H-Town, the R&B group. And y'all know I'm a sucker for samples. So this is why I listen to this song like 10 times every single day uh, since the EP has come out. And it's called Forever I'm Ready by Jeremiah. So that's that song, Forever I'm Ready from the Chocolate Box EP. Um, the next, I'm sorry, JMK is the name of the song. Sango and Xavier Omar is the the people singing and the album is hours spent loving you and I should have started it somewhere else so yeah listen to that song and if I remember I'll put links if they all have like youtube videos to go with them so you can um have an easy way to listen to them and the next one is from bruno major and it's called easily and this is definitely a song that you have to put for your your slow jams for 2018 because it's such a beautiful song don't you tell me that it wasn't meant to be call it quick 
Call it destiny Just because it won't come easily Doesn't mean we shouldn't try Again, that song is called Easily by Bruno Major. Um, the next one is Molly Music. And this was introduced to me um, by the person I'm getting, getting um, to know better. And this song is called Steel. Another very, very, very pretty song. There's nowhere else to go There's nowhere else to be Then you're in love with you Again, the name of the song is Still And it's from um, Molly Music The name of the album is The Transition of Molly Next song um, I, wanna, I want to play is Aaron Ray And it's called Sometime As Nigga Sometimes I really lose my patience Everything is sour It's my darkest hour Sometimes I really lose my patience I promise it's a really good song But 30 seconds is not giving you, you know, that vibe Um, It's called Sometime Ass Nigga from Aaron Ray. The album is called Platinum Fire. The last song I'm going to play for you is another song that I listen to like 10 times, 10 times a day. And it's from Neo. I really feel like he has a, a hit on his hand, his hands. And I feel like if this is the path that his new album is going, I am definitely interested in hearing the album. And so the name of this song is called Good Man, and it has another sample in it. And so I wonder if y'all can guess the sample. another good song and so it was a good week for music for me I had the opportunity to like really catch up on music and everything and so that's why I had so much to share with y'all um on the music end but I've made it over an hour I haven't done that in a while it's been all my last few episodes they've been like right under an hour before I add the bumpers and so that's all I have. And, you know, hope y'all have a good weekend. 
Y'all know what to do. Follow me on social media. Um, Twitter, you can follow me at Pretty and Smart 81. Pretty, the letter N, Smart 81. You can email me at outhoughtfallon at gmail.com. You spell my name F A L L O N. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, oh, you thought Fallon again, you spell my name F A L L O N. What else? You can go to my website. Oh, you thought Fallon.com. I think that's it. If you're not subscribing to the podcast, subscribe, get your life all the way together. Um, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Speaker, Stitcher, and other formats. And so hit me up. Let me know what you like, what you don't like about the show. I'm still waiting on emails because I want to read some emails on the show. I can give you advice the best way I know how for me. And we can just go from there. So be safe this weekend. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Until next time, remember to glow up, bless up, stay prayed up, and hold it down. Hold it down. Hold it down. We gon' hold it down. We gon' hold it down.